0: Hello and welcome to SMPD, the podcast where we look back at the shows that shaped our childhood. I am Chris Bolton. With me, as always, my cartoon companion, Mr. Mark Williams.
1: Hello.
0: Uh, I've misled you already. I'm a liar, Mark. Damn it. The the internet is just full of liars, isn't it? I'm a liar. Absolutely, yeah. We are not looking back at a cartoon that shaped our childhood this week. We are looking at, without any shadow of a doubt, the most current, the most modern cartoon... (laughs) that we've ever done on this show. Absolutely. Uh, we're extending He-Man season by popular demand uh for one week to look at Masters of the Universe revelations. Um we mentioned it on the show last week a lot and we said that if it was something you wanted we would talk about it. Um and just the feedback with this show has just kept trending on and on and on so we were like you know what we we've, we've got to we've got a way in on this. Um Absolutely, because yeah i mean i feel like you only see the bad stuff is the thing don't you hmm. I, I oh, there's, there's nice. a lot of love for this as well yeah there is I, I, it's just the bad stuff that makes headlines um yeah. and you know this isn't us just rushing into its defense because who the fuck are we who cares what we've got to say apart from you of course lovely yes. listener uh, because you're actually listening to us so you do care what we've got to say uh you're more intelligent than most hopefully uh, unless unless you're hate listening in which case strap yourself I... in this is gonna be uncomfortable uh yeah we figured we figured we'd dive in we'd, we'd throw our hat in the ring and have a discussion about it because personally as you know as has been discussed over these last three weeks i i am a, a masters of the universe fan I'm not like a super fan like some of these people allege themselves to be you know but I've got a, got a pretty pretty good grasp of what the show is and certainly know what it meant to me um and this show was everything i wanted it to be and more i'm i'm baffled by the fan reaction to the show
1: i think it's one of those i mean a lot of the people who you know purport to be you know massive he-man fans from when they were kids and they're having the the, the, the big problem first off is you can't kill he-man well why not Oh okay,
0: yeah. Before we go any further, as well, Mark, oh, spoilers. Just one. Yeah, spoilers. Like spoilers, but it's it's, spoilers.
1: it's the it's the it's the first part of the first episode. And, and, no, it's, it's, and also, yeah. yeah,
0: if you haven't read that online somewhere, by yeah, now, where the okay. fuck have you been? Yeah, where have you been?
1: Uh, um, but, yeah. but yeah, so the, the whole thing. Oh, you can't kill off He Man. You are killing off the franchise. How many times has Optimus Prime died? How many times has Iron Man died? Batman, Superman. Captain America, Spider-Man, Hulk. Every fucker dies. Buffy died twice. Yeah. you know The the whole thing, there's nothing to say you can't. If it's part of your story, if it's just... I mean, you look at um, the first time they killed Optimus Prime in Transformers, the movie. They killed Prime and Megatron so they could bring out new toys. That's cynical as all fuck. But they did it in a story way, and it kind of worked. This is integral to the story. It's integral to this particular story they're telling. The fact we've only seen half of it is a big component to that. But, you know... There's nothing to say you can't do it. What? No. What, why can't you? Why can't you have He-Man and Skeletor die in, in, in the very first act?
0: Yeah, it leads into a story. I mean, look. First and foremost, you, uh, you are dead right. It is fantasy adventure storytelling. Like every <sighs> fucker dies all the time. Like this is just well, part well, of it. Like, um, there's no such thing as being truly dead in science fiction no. and fantasy. Like, well, I
1: mean, let's not even limited to science fiction and fantasy. In fucking neighbours, they killed Harold
0: Bishop, they knocked him off a cliff, and he turned and up he ten turned, years later. Exactly. Right. Okay. So you know, the, it happens. The, the trick is, and, and we talk about this at length. Um, you know, we we finished now, but when we were doing Game of Moments, we talked at length about making the deaths matter, giving them stakes, making them weighty, and having yeah. them affect the world. That is the trick. You can bring someone back. As Again, as we talked about with Game of Thrones and as you have just mentioned, Buffy, one did it very poorly, one did it very well. Um, you could probably guess which I think is which. <laughs> but if you, if you bring them back, you, they just have to come back for a reason. It has to help the yes. story and it has to move them on as a character and it has to have consequence. And that is exactly what the first part of this arc has done. And it's yeah. executed that exceptionally well. Yes. Like I Look, this is the thing... That annoys me the most and yeah let's let's dive into the the death of it all now i think we might be a bit all over the show we're not going to go episode by episode because no, we have no, no. on this show we're going to talk about things in general this isn't better than mario and this isn't game of Thrones. we're not we're not going to break this down episode by episode but we will go pretty deep into our thoughts so yeah we, we'll get into the the death of it all here and now i think but First and foremost, before we get, even get into that, the thing that annoys me the most about the criticism that's levelled as this is when you get people saying things like, ah, but you killed him in the first episode, and ah, but it's all about Teela, and all of these just stupid, like, nonsensical arguments where you go, yeah, okay, if that is your opinion, if, if you don't like it because it's about a girl, okay, that is your opinion, I disagree with you, I don't have an issue with that, but you're entitled to your opinion, okay? Hmm. But, yeah, but if that's your opinion, don't watch. Well, exactly. And, and, Simples. And, but... To me, I, I fail to see how you can't at least acknowledge like how good the product actually... Like, the actual work that's gone... in that, that you don't yeah. like it is fine. Nobody... Yeah. Like, people don't like things. As we've mentioned many times in the show, I don't like Lord of the Rings. But I know that it's good. I, I, I know that it's good. It, it categorically is good. It's just not for me. That's yeah. fine. You don't have to be an arsehole about it, though. <laughs> like, you can yeah. still see the good in something and dislike it. That is fine. I pretty much dislike every Christopher Nolan movie, save for a handful, but I know why people like them, and the handful that I do like, I really, really like. They're the early ones, by the way, not the Batman trilogy. Uh, But, you know these are these are things that we all have okay we're all gonna have different opinions is part of what makes the human race this great big cultural melting pot we're all individuals okay and you know as we've said again many many times opinions are like souls. we all have them um, but you have to i feel like if you want your point to be valid like let's have some genuine discourse and anybody listening that is one of those people that is like well you killed he-man and it's all about girls Sorry, I didn't mean to insult you. But... yeah, oh, fuck it. Yes, I did. You're an idiot. Um, but look, I changed my mind. But like, mm. come at me with a genuine discourse. Change my mind, okay? But also, listen to what I'm about to say, and listen to what all of the critics have said as well. Which is, you cannot deny this is an exceptionally well-made product. Well, it's I mean, not only that, fantastic. I mean, fantastic.
1: You... Yeah, and you know, I mean, we'll, we'll come on to sort of the animation style and stuff like that as well. And there's some really good points in that as well, but. Even if you go back to the the eighty three to eighty five series that we talked about last time out, even then, He Man didn't save the fucking day in every episode. He had people run, He had Teela. He had Man at Arms. Mm-hmm. No, the sorcerer's in there. Sometimes he didn't. Uh, sometimes he didn't have the sort of power. He didn't become He Man. He was only Prince Adam. No, there, there are episodes. There are entire episodes where he was completely fucking useless. Yep, 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 So to say, oh yeah, but you killed him in the first episode. Yes, okay, they killed him in the first episode. He's still in every other fucking episode.
0: He is I because I 'cause I've rewatched Ready for this show. I was just looking for a fucking excuse to be honest. That's why I kind of <laughs> yeah, we might do this. So I've rewatched for this show and I've counted because first time out I was like I I don't think he's in every episode. I think he's just in almost every episode. No, he's literally in every yeah. episode.
1: Yeah, even if it's even if it's only fleetingly. Like yeah. I think the third one where you have Merman and they they are yeah, on the their way out. He's he's right there at the beginning. Yeah. And you get some typical He Man stuff, and you get calling back to the. No, you, you get Teela calling back to that event, so it ties into the present narrative. Again, it's really solidly put together. It's really well put together. And as a narrative arc, the pro- the only problem I have is that I've got to wait until fuck knows when to see the end of it.
0: Well, yeah, and you know we'll come on to that as well. But, like, the first time out when I sat down and thought of this, I was like, well, he's in almost every episode, because I didn't think he was in episode four. But then, yeah, in the mm. rewatch, like, he sort of is, because there is a, yeah. an evil version of it. But not only that, like, he actually actually is because the last shot of episode four is adam yeah <laughs> so exactly he's in so, so this is episode. the thing yeah and
1: and that was the thing so then no you they've i mean there's been so much criticism and obviously a lot a, the problem nowadays especially with the internet being a thing and hopefully one day we'll be big enough for this to be an issue for us as well but people feel it's their right to personally attack creators yeah so Kevin Smith has had a lot of abuse over this. And, he, and his response is right. I like, said, well, look, fuck you. His response no. is
0: great, which you expect.
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, Netflix have paid me a shit ton of money. Mattel have paid me a shit ton of money. They're not going to do that if they think I'm going to fuck it up, if they think I'm going to blow the franchise. Yeah. And they're not, they're not already going to be talking about a part two and a, and a third, a third uh, installment as well, if it's that bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, the unfortunate thing for Kevin Smith, and look, like, let's just throw our... our hats over the fence right now and regular listeners know this anyway there's no point bearing the lead we are both fans um yeah. in fact his, his work was integral to the formation of our relationship like we, we yeah. can't deny it but you yeah. know and annoyingly i can't tell my,
1: tell my screen far enough you can see the, the silent barb up on my shelf so
0: so that that was something that excited me about the show to begin with was that was that kevin smith and mark bernard had had hold of the reins so that that excite me to begin with um But I judged the show very much on its own merit when it came out. And it it was more that it was a Masters of the Universe thing than the Kevin Smith thing. But I feel like what really grinds my gears there, and I I don't think there are any other creators where I would feel this level of just ire towards the people attacking them really, is that it has been years and years and years since Kevin Smith has caught a genuine break. Like, you know, Mm. everything he brings out, someone is there to shit on it. Okay, And look, some of it is shit. I'll say that as a fan as well. But everything he brings out, somebody is always there to take a dump on him from a great height. And he he handles it with dignity and with grace every single time he gets out in front of it. It is very impressive how thick-skinned he is and how he gets out in front of it in public. That, that Like, most celebrities would not be able to do that. And I think the guy deserves credit for that. And I think what is what is really unfortunate about this whole thing is that for the first time in years... There is a very small vocal minority that are burying all of the good stuff that's being said about it for the first time in yeah. years that he's experienced this this level of love for something. Well, yeah, uh, and this
1: is—I mean, you know, and we, we talked about it on Better, *Better Than Mario*. We did Zach on there because, you no, know, I mean, as, as a film, that's kind of a train wreck. Um, and, and we, you know, we, we, we called it—we we called it on that. You know, and I said, fans as we are, don't you, know, you, you look at it on its merits and. He has done good stuff since now, the work he's done with the balantiverse and others so the certainly the episode of super supergirl that he's uh, that he's put together and I'm not sure how much of the the wider uh, universe he's done but there's been a lot of good work there, and that's all gone really well mm-hmm. and but again there's because that's not him front and center as oh, as is with his with his films and especially the, the films that he's in i mean James and Bob reboot was a bit of a joke as well but no he, again he played that the same as uh James Allen Bob Bob Back. he knew exactly what it was he played they played it. The way it needed to be played, and it and it worked. It wasn't brilliant, but it it said what you would expect him to say. So it worked. It, it worked out fine. But this, I said this is a no, this is as you said the first time in fucking ages where he's gone right. Okay, here's a product I believe in that I want to do that I'm passionate about that I've got a real plan for. And no, again, if it had been shit, Mattel wouldn't have allowed it. They wouldn't allow the license, and Netflix wouldn't have spent the money on it. They wouldn't have allowed him to pay Mark Hamill, Sarah Michelle Geller, uh, Lena Headey. None of these no it was, wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have come together no. if there wasn't a tangible product there to begin with. No. And as unfortunately, you know, the whole thing, I mean, I, I was reading about it earlier because I, I don't do sort of online review stuff I anyway mean, like you know, Rotten Tomatoes and shit, but where people have, deli- have gone to there deliberately given it zero yeah. because they didn't like it. Oh, it's too woke. There's too many women in it. Well, there were always fucking women in it. There were women in every episode of, of the original. Yeah.
0: I, I f- what the fuck do you want? I, I feel like we, we need to get onto the show so that we're not attacking people. But I do. I knew this was going to come up at some point and... I knew it was going to trigger me, and it just has because honestly, the term "woke" just oh, fuck makes yeah, I know. me. Oh yeah! I'm reading it.
1: I don't. I don't use the word. I, I'm reading no, yeah, it. yeah, no, I
0: know you're reading it, but it just makes me want to literally just squeeze people until their fucking eyeballs burst. Like, how do people not understand the that there are actually like they're contradicting themselves in the use of the word? Like, it, it is the very use of it is ironic because if look to be woke suggests that there is this undercurrent within our culture that has bubbled under for years and years and years that nobody know about and all of a sudden we are waking up to it so to be woke the very fact that you are woke and acknowledging that culture suggests that you were purposely ignoring it in the first place and therefore that makes you a bigot so mm. the, like you are just showing yourself up in your very use of the word that like you you can't you can't level that at someone as a criticism. It, it doesn't work. Mm. Like, it makes you a flaming asshole. Like, it just does not work. I hate that. Fuck- <laughs> Am I woke? No, I'm not woke. You know why? Because I've never ignored the subcultures that were there in the first fucking place. So I'm not mm. woke. And this show isn't woke because there's nothing to wake up from. Women. Sorry to break this to you, all you fucking penis hurt idiots on the internet. Women exist. They have existed in our society for as long as there's been society. And do you know what? We'd be fucked without them. So if all of a sudden, well, well, actually, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay, good shout. You know what I meant.
1: <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's that's right. And no, this this whole, I, I, mean, I just I find it really. Really hard to fathom. I just don't get where this. And I mean, I I've had a fairly um assertive conversation with my father about about use use of the phrase recently. And and again, in in terms of you know, in terms of like Black Lives Matter and all these woke assholes. No, that's not the point. And it's exactly the same thing. You can't use it if you, you know if 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 you think it's an actual thing, then that's the problem. Yeah. And it's, no, it's it's no. You get this fucking internet culture and this you no know, this media culture in this country whereby. Oh, yeah, it's all these woke millennials and these liberal fucking... Being liberal is not a bad thing. No. <laughs> Surely the fucking definition is not a bad thing. No,
0: and again, look, different people will have different viewpoints, okay? And if you do think that it's a bad thing, then to me, you're an arsehole, okay? I'm sure you've got friends that think I'm an arsehole because i'm liberal right that's fine we can we can agree to disagree but again the key comes down to you need to give me an intelligent discourse for that because i'll give you one and i just fucking have i have just broken it down to you why you should not use the term woke i haven't just gone oh it's woke all right it can't be fucking woke i can't be woke i was never asleep in the first fucking place that's your problem it's your problem So stop levelling it at things and thinking that this is a criticism, because it's not, okay? It is a problem that is endemic in our society, okay? And these these so-called woke people, we're not the issue, okay? We haven't been woke, we never were. You're the issue, because you're now waking up to it and realising that actually you're the fucking problem. And you know that when you level it at people as well. That sounds like I'm personally attacking people. I'm pretty sure nobody that would use that term listens to this show because we would annoy them fucking years ago. <laughs> but that's off my chest now. I knew that was going to come up tonight, and I knew I was yeah. Gonna it was up it was always going to so, come. Up. Yeah. yeah. Sorry for everybody that just had to listen to me ranting for two minutes or so. Um, let's let's just get on to the to the show itself. Let let yeah. let's move past this. This is what, this is what everybody's coming for so let's get on to it um because I, I feel it is important to get more positive voices out there and, and god knows there are oh, plenty, them, yeah. but they're being buried um and yeah. a lot of them are critical as well and just like you mark i, I don't pay a lot of mind to critics uh, unfortunately but you know it's, it's nice to see them giving it good reviews um yeah. but I, I feel like there needs to um, be more intelligent discourse around this show there does. I mean, to be fair,
1: I as I I've googled, I googled. I put into Google earlier. Kevin Smith, Masters of the Universe. Just there's a particular quote I was looking for that he um, that he gave a couple of days ago, which I can't find. Um, but I've pulled up plenty of I pulled up plenty of other articles, and there is a lot of love for the show, and so the the the, the critical discourse is very positive, and a lot of the action. No, the, so the professional reviewers are very positive. Um, unfortunately, it takes a long time to find those because, as you said, it's the negative ones that get the headlines. It's the negative ones that keep on getting clicked. No, they're the ones that get clicked on on Facebook and on Twitter and keep on rising up on, on the Google list because they get clicked more than the others. So it's very difficult to find the positives. But once you actually do, there are a lot of there. There's a lot of love for the show because people are going, that's what I needed. That's no." There, no, they're, they've been. I mean, I, I've got some criticisms of it. I don't personally like the the He-Man design. I think he's too big. Yeah,
0: he looks ridiculous. Um, I agree,
1: especially because nobody else is in that proportion. Yeah. But no, that's that's a personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, there are lots of people go on saying they love the design. They, you know, they, they love the fact there's such a difference between him and Adam now, which there wasn't before. So all of that, no, I say that's personal opinion, and that's fine. I will never agree with everybody all of the time, no. but I can, no, I can, I can see their point. But to, to try and find that stuff, to drill down that stuff, and see the positives about the design, the story, the performance—that's um, you know, all so far down the list. You've really got to want it to find it, and that's really disappointing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, I, I agree with you with the He-Man design. I like—I like the difference between He-Man and Adam, but I think He-Man is yeah. so swollen now that it's.
1: Well, that's, that's the thing, and I mean, as I said Adam is normal proportion. Yeah. I mean, he was always—the idea was he was always supposed to be a weed, and then He-Man was massive. Yeah. And they they've got I think they've got Adam right because he looks kind of normal. Yeah. He look he's, he's he's the small side of normal, whereas He Man looks like a fucking advert for Welsh water on steroids. Yeah, it's
0: it's pretty yeah it's ridiculous, but uh, yeah. I, I wait with it. Whatever, it's fine. They make it, they yeah. animate him fine. He moves fine, and that's that's the most important thing. The animation is superb. Um, and and actually most of yes. the character designs. In fact, it's only really He Man that I dislike. I I think all of the other character designs yeah. are superb. Um,
1: i think that this the the change they did to Triclops in the second episode i didn't like with the fucking ah, yeah bit. i
0: mean that's that's more of a story thing isn't it and we'll get into that as well yeah, that is, is that is the main thing that i dislike actually in fact it might be the only thing i really strongly dislike but we said we'd start by talking about the death yeah. so let, let's let's dive in there and then yeah talk away around it like as i said you know we, we've we talked about the attitude to death that a lot of these shows have and it, it's important that death matters and yes One of the big issues we had with the 80s show, when when we talked about that, was that it had this kind of lather, rinse and repeat model where Skeldor would have some kooky fucking scheme show up. He-Man would thwart it and the status quo would just be returned to normal at the end of every episode. And nothing meant anything. Whereas here, you know, straight off the bat, episode one, everything changes and it feels important and massive. And these characters do change. You know, we get that time skip then when we go into episode two. And the death of He-Man has affected the entire universe. Like, th- yes. this, this, you know, it is not the same. And that's what a character death should do. Now, it is very clear from that point on. And this is, again, I don't want to make this about defending Kevin Smith. I want to make this about defending the show. But, you know, he did get out in front of things months ago when people started criticizing the trailer and said that the show is literally all about He-Man. And people call him a liar for that. And actually, no, like they have completely missed the point. The show is quite literally like He-Man is the MacGuffin that we're searching for for the first half of this story. Yes, Teela is our lead. There is no doubt about that. Mm. But this is going to be He-Man's story. And particularly the second half of this is very clearly going to be about yeah. you know adam finding out what it means to be he-man again now that he doesn't have the power because Skeletor has it he's going to have to find a hero within himself and that's already yeah. been foreshadowed when he's coming back from fraternity and you know they very clearly say look if you go back you're like if you go back, there's no backseas. like if you die again uh, yeah like the, you know, yeah and i mean the, the
1: whole the whole thing they you know the middle fact that you no, know, when they're all in um when, when they're all um, in in, in, in yeah. isn't that um it's like you know, he's the only one who chose his quote unquote lesser yes, form. Exactly. So now and all this sort of stuff. It's like, okay, no, that's clearly setting up where this it, is going. Yeah. No, I did I did read something yesterday, I sent you the link about how um the first the first part focused on Tila, the second half is going to focus on Eva Lynn. People are really gonna fucking lose their shit. I'll tell then. you
0: what, I hope it does, because oh, absolutely. fucking like the best thing about this show. She is absolutely yeah. I mean look, Lena Heidi, so you know, but it's it's. I feel like it's everything that we wanted from the last two seasons of Game of Thrones that we didn't get. Yeah. It's it's the good Cersei, and I don't mean good like the morally good. I mean good like yeah. the, the properly morally ambiguous. You know, ultimately out for number yeah. one, but will work with whoever as long as it meets her goals. Playing everybody off against yeah. everybody, just she's fantastic in this. She is absolutely yeah. and, fantastic. I'm- and again,
1: I mean, you know, you give you could give Lena Headey props uh, for that. But I mean, again, the, the way the character is written, there is a lot of humanity in Eagle Inn.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Which you've ne- no, we've never had before in any of the iterations. So in any, no, not the original cartoon, not the one from the was it late '90s, early '00s, um, not from the um, the Masters of the Universe movie. We've never had that. We've, we've never had a rounded character. No. We've there's never been any shades of grey. There's never been oh, okay. There's something about her. She's always just been the you know, she's been the girl sidekick because they need to sell toys to yeah. girls. And never had anything to do. So now all of a sudden they've gone, right, okay, we need to know more about this character because all, you know, we, we now have a ragtag band of adventurers who are going on a quest to reunite the sword, blah, 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 blah. So we need to know about this character. We need to know about all these characters. Who, who was previously, we never have. Yeah. So all of a sudden we've gone, right, we've got, so far, we've got five episodes, so two, about two hours and change, of really good backstory. And some really good character work. And yes, okay, they've you know, they've done the nostalgia bits. You know, they threw in Roboto, they threw in um you had um Traptor, and you had the, the original Triclops in the in the original fight. Um you had you've had Merman, you've had Beastman, you've thrown into Man at Arms and all that stuff is in there. But actually what they said is right, we need to care we're taking He-Man out of the equation, essentially. You no, know, for for the hero now, the quest is going on and we're taking He-Man out of it, we are taking Skeletor out of it. So the people who are left behind they need to matter, we need to care about those so when they go on their journey and things reach their you know, their end of the Act 2, they reach their darkest point, actually we give a fuck. Yeah,
0: and, and that's that's what this first half, and, and you're right, this is basically, the way I look at this is this is Act 1 and the first half of Act 2. We've reached our mid-Act yeah. 2 switch, basically, at the end of, like, yes. the power has, has shifted so the good guys yeah. now have got a, we're not we're, we're not at our lowest there yet, yet no, but, but we're the getting power is, right? So. So that's that's what this has been. And yeah, you're you're absolutely right. You know, we get act one in the first episode and then we get act two, then two, three, four and five up to the switch. And yeah, we really get under the skin of these characters. And the only way to be able to do that is to remove He-Man from the equation because his shadow is. so. And besides the fact he's comically large anyway, his shadow looms so large over this show, which let's not forget, is not called He-Man and has never been called He-Man Okay, it is Masters of the Universe. And even in the 80s, it was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. All right? Yeah. So, yes, he's the main character, if you like. But there are all these other characters that actually we've never really got a chance to explore. Even Teela, who we do know quite a lot about and whose story has changed quite a bit over the years as well. But, you yeah. know, even giving her this, this kind of different angle and, and making her this murk and... You know peering her up and everything like it it works getting like getting into a fractured relationship with man-at-arms and again seeing you know what this has done to him and how you know he's still even though he's now a hermit he's still an honorable character and he's he, he sort of sticking to the fact that he's not allowed to go back to the palace yeah and he's you know he's suffering the way he should and and orco god the work they do with orco who you know we, yeah. we said when we did the the 80s show who is just an annoying twat and, and it makes you realize immediately, as we said when we did Master's Universe, like as much as he annoyed you, he's, um, when I said did Master's Universe, meaning the movie, obviously, as much as he annoyed you, like yeah. he was the heart of the show. And they absolutely understood yeah. that and bring that to the center here. And in two fucking episodes, the work they do with Orko and the actual just pathos that they get in some of his speeches, like the, the speech in episode three where they're on the boat and he's just looking yeah. out, just saying, like, I've been on all these adventures and I don't remember any of them. Because he's old yeah. now and he's at the end of his life and he's dying and he's achieved nothing. And these yeah. moments are just, it was every day to him. It was constant. We went on an adventure every day and now we don't anymore. Yeah. Because he must, get, you know, even when they first find him and the first thing he says when he's well is, please take me on an adventure.
1: Yeah, it's, I won't mess up like before. It's beautiful. It is, and I think that this is this is part of what I enjoyed about it, and this may be what one of the things that other people didn't enjoy that we do get these character moments where actually we're not moving the story along at a million miles no. an hour. We're not racing to get He Man back or to get the sword back to restore man. We're going right, okay. Actually, we've got to go on this journey, and we need to know what this journey means to these people. So that helps us understand them. So again, gets us back to that point where when they're in trouble, we care.
0: Yeah, and again.
1: And, I, and again, it's, it's storytelling 101. If you don't like your characters, you're not going to go off, yeah, off the Right. That's
0: exactly what I was about to say. And it's actually, animation is one of the purest forms of this. Um, you know, again, regular listeners will know that I'm a huge Disney fan. And when you look, particularly when Walt was around, when you look at the early Disney animated features, I'm talking about your Pinocchios and your mm. Bambis and your Snow Whites. These things were yeah. an hour and change. Bambi is, is very scarcely an hour. Okay. But the level of story you pack into there through the characters is incredible. Like animated storytelling, when it's done at its best, like it is here, you know, as you say, you've got barely two hours here, but it is there is no fat on these bones. Like, yes, they take time to sit back and explore these characters, but every word means something. And every action means something. And that is just the purest essence of storytelling. Animation is fantastic for that. And it's because... Yeah. Everything has to be so carefully planned because it's such a laborious yeah. process. It's not like, oh well, yeah. shoot it anyway and we'll cut it out. Like that is that is hours and hours and hours of time that you're just throwing yeah. away. And, and I
1: think I think I mean when, when you look at um live action stuff, obviously your performance is key to your, whether it's animated or whether it's um live action. But when it's live action, you get you can get nuance of gesture, you can get sort some, of somebody moves an arm in a certain way. They, there's a particular facial tick that they do that you can do that without really having to do the work to get there because that actor is reading something into that character, into that moment, and they're yeah. portraying it. When you're animating it, somebody's actually going to fucking draw exactly. that yeah. or, sit, or build it in a computer or whatever, Somebody's got to go model that. So everything has to be planned to the nth degree because there's nothing there that happens by accident. Nope. Whereas you may, no, you may be on a, on a set for live action and get a slight wink or a nod or a look that isn't planned and it's just there and it fits, so you leave yeah. it in. You'll never get you know,
0: that here. It is it is the purest essence of storytelling. And and they do it they do it so so well. As I say, you know, those those moments with Orco, like all of that stuff you get in, in episode three just makes you fall in love with the guy. And then then they double that down in episode four then where you get his backstory and he talks about how you know how he's yeah. the most useless trolling really, and his name is a joke and he'll never amount to anything. And then he gets to make the hero sacrifice. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's absolutely, oh, absolutely heartbreaking and they know it and it wouldn't be had they not even for those of us that are fans of the original show that death again would have just been oh fuck they killed Orco and that would have been it. But you they best. weren't it's... happy with that. The death had to hit us hard and it had to mean something and it had to push all of the other characters forward which it does. It pushes them yeah. on to Preturnia, I... it leads them to meet Mossman and they get the scarf coming down. It puts a rift between Lin and Tila, which then plays out in the end of the episode, and it it yeah. meant something. It was weighty, you know, Same yeah. thing.
1: and I think as well, I think as well, by doing that, they they added an extra dimension to to Lynn yeah, as well.
0: Absolutely, they did the... because because you know,
1: I mean, they you had it in uh, in the third episode, whether again when they're on the boat, and she, she takes the helmet off, and she you no, know, and she's no, she fucking soliloquizes, she's Lady Macbeth in this shit.
0: I mean, she literally she's, is. Like, yeah, I, 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 her character here. Yeah,
1: she. Yeah. It's so I no, I hitched my wagon yeah. to Skeletor and all the fucking good that did me. I you know it would have made me realize I could have been Master of the Universe. I I shouldn't have wasted my time. But actually, you no, know, she's talking about these big grand plans, but when it comes to it, that's not who she okay. is anyway. That's not where she's going. But no, so it, the the stuff with Orko then takes her to a point where we think, actually, yeah, she said all that shit, but I don't actually believe it. Whereas before there's no there was enough in there to think, right, okay, well yeah, yeah. she probably would have. But the you winner know, the work they did, they did with Orko and the final the 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 fact that the magic's uh, running out, and she, you know, she tells him to run. She doesn't just leave him for dust and sort of save herself. She, you no, know, she, you no, know, she helps him. All this sort of stuff It's like, okay? Again, that's character work we wouldn't have had, had He Man and Skeletor been there, just cocking things up for each other every couple and of that, a couple of minutes. That
0: honestly feels like that's all. You know, these 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 fans that the apparently wanted was He Man and Skeletor punching each other for ten, twenty minute episodes. And look,
1: well, like we said last week when we did the um, when we did the movie. Basically,
0: yeah, they need to yeah, get rid of it. And look, had we had we got, you know, four hours of He-Man and Skelder punching the shit out of each other, I'm not saying I wouldn't have watched it, and I'm not saying I wouldn't have enjoyed it, because I would have, and I would mm. have, especially when it looks this good. But I'd much rather have something that's so beautifully written like this, and so intelligently constructed, and so whip-smart, mm. with no fat on it. Like, it really blindsided me the first time watching this, just how mm. well put together this was. Like, I knew... I knew yes. it was in good hands, and I knew it would be stable. I guess is is the word I'm looking for. You know, I know, I know what Netflix do with these animated shows, and I know what Powerhouse do with, with their animation, and I know Kevin Smith and Mark Millarden as writers. So I know, I knew it was in safe hands, but I didn't mm. expect them to take the fucking cornball, cheesy show that I loved in the '80s, and I do love. But you know, I'm don't I'm not leveling that as a criticism. We spoke about it a couple of weeks mm. ago. But especially when they said they were going to hark back the spirit and everything of it, I didn't expect them to take that and elevate it to such a level that I, I like. I, mm. I I texted you when I watched it for the second time this week, and I was like, you know, this this might be the best show I've seen this year, and it's in some pretty yeah. lofty fucking company this year as well, you know.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that that was one of my, kind of my response. So, I mean, when it was announced, I was like, okay, I said it's in safe hands. They announced the cast, I was like, okay, it's a good cast. You no, know, it should be a decent product. I wasn't sure I needed yeah. or wanted it. And that's, I mean, my um, my take on remakes and reboots has been kind of well-documented across the network over the last couple of years anyway. I mean, I ge- I'm generally not a fan because I think, you know, the, the general thing comes back to I wanted to remake it because it meant something to me as a kid and I loved it, and then they go and fuck it up. And to me, that's the, probably the biggest disrespect they can pay it. Whereas this, I was thinking, is this going to be another one of those? I thought, no, it, again, it's in safe hands. You know, I, I, I like Kevin Smith, the writer. Um, not seen him as a showrunner before, so I, no, I was thinking, is it going to work? So, saw the trailer, saw some of the character designs, I thought, oh, right, okay, but the trailer did enough to think, make me think, right, well, there's a story mm-hmm. here. There's actually something I want to see here. And came to it and say, it dropped on the Friday, and I wa- I didn't get to watch it on the Friday night. I, I planned to, but I didn't get to, so I watched it on the Saturday night, blitzed it in one go, and I was within like, an, like a, a fly's pube of crying. And you I was don't that cry. fucking close.
0: I do. I don't cry. You don't.
1: The the only time I cry is when I I tip my contacts out because I yeah. put myself in the eye. I don't cry, but fuck I mean, me, this was yeah, there, right. There, there
0: are several moments. First time out, um, I didn't, which is which is rare for me. I I am a crier. Um, first time out, it didn't get me, but I think I was genuinely so in awe of the product that I. Hmm. I this sounds really daft, but I almost kind of transcended with it. So I I almost just reached this plateau hmm. where I was just like. And I never normally do this on a first fill in, but I was picking it apart technically from a story level on my first time through, because I was so impressed. Like I was, I was mm. looking for the through lines and usually first time out, I'll just sit back and enjoy something. But this just, yeah. which is why I wanted to dive straight back in for the, for the second look. Second time out when I knew what was coming and I picked up even more, but yeah, second time out, I was in fits of tears um, with, with, again, just the absolutely beautiful, beautiful moment they get with Roboto, who was never really one of my favourite characters, because yeah. he was just a robot. No, I, said, yeah, I do still have the toy. I do still have the toy of on that one. Oh my God, the speech they give him as he's dying, you know, when he's talking about as my cogs shut down, and as I stop worrying. it's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Beautiful writing. Yeah. I mean, just the level of performance in there, again, for a fucking cartoon about a giant barbarian yeah. punching a skeleton man in the face, and you get right in yeah. that level, you know, like it's like I said, it's one of the best shows there. I think like I'm I'm putting it up there on that level, you know, with with the end of One Division where we where we get lines like "What is yeah. grief if not love persevering?" Like that speech of Roboto's is right up there with yeah. that. Yes, it's not as it's not as eloquent, it's not as poetic, but the. But no, that but the emotion that's behind it and the performance like justin long there's great great work with that um again and again as, as yeah. you're saying as does griffin newman with his stuff with orco as well um and, and that you know that got to me as well but that was more of a heroic death whereas roboto gets chance to kind of do his thing and then just ruminate on what it means to be alive yeah and it, it just you don't yeah. expect that from the fucking masters of the yeah. universe
1: yeah, and again, I mean, they they did the work with that. So when you know when a Robot first appears, it's like you know, I am at Arms as a yeah. as a younger person. I I am his consciousness. It's all you know. It's it's all been uploaded. I you know I think as he thinks. I yeah. do as he does or did. You know. So we they've already done that, and you think, okay, well, that's kind of trite and that's not really going to go anywhere. But actually, yeah, you get to that point where. He's not a machine that stops working, he yeah, fucking dies. Yeah, well, I mean, we get it in
0: episode four as well, they set that up where, you know, Skelliglow shows up and he says, well, I am a machine, I cannot feel fear. Hmm. And then, you know, actually, yeah. as he is dying, he's like, oh, I'm afraid. And it's, and it, yeah. oh my God, he's getting me now, even as I'm talking about it. <laughs> we just said, no, you don't understand me. I'm afraid. So therefore, I wasn't a machine, I have existed. It's beautiful, it's absolutely beautiful. Um. <laughs> And then you get fucking idiots on the internet going, yeah, but might be a lesbian. God forbid. Like, so uh, so fucking what? That, who cares? Like, even, like, yeah, whether she is or isn't, doesn't give a fuck, right? But that's our way to giving us Andra as a character, who, again, is a fucking great addition. <laughs> like, she's funny. Yeah, She absolutely. works as a way in for people who haven't seen the show before. You've got a cipher because she's just meeting all of these characters yeah. for the first time. You know? Like I, I just, what is the fucking problem? She's really well played. Like what? I don't get it. <laughs> like what? why no. does it fucking matter?
1: <sighs> what? Well, yeah, and this, and again, this comes back to this, um, this thing of you know, having a woke agenda. That so now you have to have uh, somebody of an ethnic minority. You have to have somebody who's either you know, non-binary or who is gay or you know, because you have to do that because you're doing it to appease people.
0: No, people. Just people.
1: (laughs) It makes no difference to the story. (laughs) Well, unfortunately, a lot of the people who do sort of think and speak in that way don't surround themselves by any sort of diversity. Um, But you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's a fictional character in a fictional universe. What does it matter if they are gay or straight or bisexual or a fucking German shepherd? Who cares? They advance the story in a way they need to advance the story. That That's their character. They are more than the sum of the labels yes, exactly. people put on them.
0: It, it, you know, the fact that, like, yes, it, it is hinted at. It's not explicitly said. It is hinted at, yes, that Tila may have mm. feelings for Andre. Whether they're reciprocal or not, they don't really show us. But there is, there is a hint there mm. that maybe Tila has feelings. But it's not explicit. It is the type of thing where, look, I mean, you could make of it what you will. Um, I definitely read it yeah. as though she did. But, okay, fine. Yeah. I've got to be honest,
1: first time first time round, I kind of glossed over it. Second time, I'm being a, a more line. aware of it. It is
0: one fucking line. Yeah. That's it, where she's just talking about people that matter. That, that's it. It's one line. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, and even then, that doesn't necessarily
1: mean there's any sort of attraction or no. any sort of sexual feeling. It's just, this is a person she knows and likes and doesn't want to she's lose no from her life. partner
0: Not, not in the... You know, not in yeah. a sexual te- uh, yeah. sense. Like they work together. They they've got each other's back. Yeah.
1: they they work together. They travel together. If like, yeah, if, yeah. Know, that's if it, it
0: bothers you that much? Take that reading. As I say, personally, I didn't. I definitely did take yeah. the reading that there was feelings there. But okay, fine. What's the fucking issue? Yeah. So like, what? I, I don't. I don't understand. Let's get back to the good stuff. Because I, yeah, I, I keep going off on tangents yeah. and, and attacking people, but it just annoys me so much when there's all of this stuff think, in here that's uh, so fucking good.
1: And I think that's my pro- My big problem with it is that I was so impressed, and I I didn't think I wanted or needed this when it was announced, and even even up as far as the trailer. I was like, okay, the trailer looks really good, but do I really care? And then what I when I sat down and watched the first episode, fuck me, they've absolutely yeah. fucking nailed this. The only the only difference to me is that they're now telling a competent story as opposed to doing one offs, and actually the animation is better than it was. When it was I, I mean,
0: in the eighties. This is going to annoy a few people as well, but um, for me, unquestionably, so is the music. Like the Bear McCreary score is yeah. amazing. It is absolutely epic. Yes. I don't know if I can get away with snipping some for the front of the podcast this week. I don't actually know what our intro is going to be, but hopefully, I'll be able to find some somewhere and snip it. And hopefully, we won't get taken down for it. Um, but well, it won't be on the YouTube yes, version yes. because but we it, just it can't. is absolutely but... incredible. Um, you know, I, and I, again, yeah. we talked on the 80s show about how, you know, that early battle music just runs through my head constantly and it's become iconic to me. And, you know, I'm not yeah. taking anything away from that by saying beer score is better, but it is better. It just doesn't have the nostalgia kick with it. It is but better. It's still, even though it's better, it, yeah. it's kind of building on what was there. Like, look, if they could have done this, if Filmation could have done this, they would have done this. They just couldn't. Yeah. So...
1: Yeah, and I think as well. I mean, you, you, you move, I mean, talking about the the music is one thing, but even even at soundscape, there are some very definite eighties callbacks. I mean, if you go back to the the second episode where they're um, right at the beginning, where they're trying to find the they're they're in the, the trash thing looking looking for the glove, mm-hmm. and Stinker comes out, and there's um, a very definite movement where he goes to attack, and um, oh sorry, he's in he's in the fog cloud, and Teela pushes Andrew away. And he appears in the middle. There's a very definite, uh, definite sort of um, borrowed cue from the '80s, where, yeah. where um, I can't, I'm not sure what instrument it is, but it, you know, it's, uh, Thundercats used to use it all the time as well. And it's just a, a yeah. very stark, you note. Know, it's only it's a single note, but it, again, it, you just know that something's coming, and within half a beat, it's there. You no, know, yeah. and again, there's there's enough of that borrowed from the the, the '80s show that you know it does it doesn't feel out of place. It's not you're not going oh fuck what was that.
0: No, and that's that's the bit I find really weird. Um, particularly, people complain about the woke agenda and stuff like that as well. It, is I find that yes, whilst this is this is better written and better made than the '80 show, there's no question yeah. about that. They've taken the '80 show and they've elevated it, but it definitely does still have the feel yeah. of the '80 show, and it does feel close to it, and the characters feel right. Whereas, for instance, with the Shira reboot, yeah. nobody was jumping all over that. Yeah, at least not that I clocked, and that is very different and very woke. Yeah. Uh, in fact, you know, you can't find a more woke show. Yeah. Than that. Yeah. I mean, um, if if
1: you were looking for a quote unquote agenda, that would be it.
0: That, uh, incidentally, for those of you listen and haven't watched that, stop listening to us. Yeah, go watch it. It's now. fucking awesome. Um, we have talked about it on the network. We didn't give it its own episode. We talked about it in our Shira episode. I think. Yes, we it was did. Absolutely yeah. fucking superb. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's you know nobody was jumping all over that. Maybe that's because they put it on Front Street, or maybe that's because Shira has always been for girls. <clears throat> uh, whereas whereas actually you know there's I mean again there's this whole argument about how they've demasculated He-Man. It's like well no not really because literally he saves himself he, he sorry he lays his life down to save the fucking world. Like, yeah. There's nothing. Them demasculated in there at all. Like without him, the world would have ended. Yeah, like he's yeah, they were... literally the most important person in the universe. Yeah, he's a god. <laughs> like they, he literally is. He has the power of a god. Oh, so... one thing I
1: forgot to mention as well. Actually, when we were talking briefly about that first episode and the death, there's a really nice throwback to the film as well, whereby they're in the they they they're gearing up to fight and sort of um. Basically, drags the the staff across the, the floor and kicks up a load of dust. Does it fire? Yes. Let this be our final battle. Our
0: final battle. Yeah.
1: And because um, we, because we watched it last week, and only because we watched it last week, because I'd have fucking forgotten. Fucking chills. Like literally, yeah. I was I was there going
0: oh. I mean, there's also the the final line of the season as well, where he, where yes. he actually transcends and he gets the headdress, and you get the line now I Skeletor am master of the universe. Yeah. Um. Again, throwing back to, the the film. Yeah. So yeah. They, there are all of these nods in there. So it's all the, the fan service is all there. They've just taken it and elevated it and wrapped it, wrapped it up in just this wonderful storytelling. And again, we, we've barely touched the performances. We've talked about Lena Headey and we've talked about Griffin Newman and, and Justin Long. But actually, you know, I mean, it goes without... Sarah Michelle Gallagher was always going to be amazing yeah. as Teela. And 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 it blows my mind when you think back that like and I know animation was recorded like this years ago anyway, but with the pandemic, she recorded all of her lines literally on her own. Well, yeah, nothing. I mean, I, I'm
1: assuming you watched the, the the after show thing on Netflix as well when they were talking about it, and they're they're all saying the same thing is that you know, they had to like they had the the initial meeting read and the initial table read, and then it's like okay, here's COVID, go back to your fucking spare bedroom, which okay, their spare bedrooms are probably the size of our houses, but. Yep. Go back, set yourself up a little, a little studio, and record your lines to a point where you've got, you know, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar doing her act, doing her fight scenes, so that she can make the fight noises.
0: Yeah,
1: and now her kids come in to see if she's if she's okay because it sounds like she's having a stroke. You know, all this sort of stuff, which is it's hilarious background, but actually, you know, it it just shows the level of care that's gone into this, and the yeah. fact that they've pulled it off in such a way is absolutely incredible. I mean, I, Chris Woods, another one. I think he's um, incredibly underrated.
0: Um, yeah, and I, I th- think, I think it's, it
1: is. I think the performance we get, uh, certainly in the fifth episode um, with Adam, I think it's possibly the best performance of the entire series in terms of realizing that part of the character.
0: Yeah, and, and I think there's also like the undertaking of being the person that's going to say, "By the power of Grayskull," yeah, I have the, po- I'm finding the way into to that without it sounding hokey, yeah. and without it sounding like an impersonation, yeah. and doing your own thing with it. Is must have been incredibly difficult and challenging. I, yeah. I think what he does with it, you know, he really does give it gravitas. Yeah. Without the the whole reverb that they had to pile on it in the in yeah. the eighties, like they do treat him slightly. It sounds like, but it's it's not reliant. Yeah. On reverb and all of that, like he digs down deep for that and makes it sound sort of guttural and yeah. yeah it's, excellent it is and really really well i mean just, that, just those lines yeah. those iconic lines and so, and as, as, as i was
1: really impressed as i know I've, I've i've seen him in a few things and i've always been I'm quietly impressed but i came out of this with thinking fuck actually that's absolutely nailed it i mean you expect nothing less from mark hamill and mark hamill delivers but again the temptation would have been to make some sort of imitation of alan oppenheimer and he doesn't at all he's just like nope If it's closer to my Joker than it is to Oppenheimer's Skeletor, then fuck it, that's what it's going to be, because it's going to be my take on a character. It's always going to be my voice. It's always going to sound like me. But actually, it's got that same sort of frantic, maniacal energy
0: that the two characters have in common anyway. Yeah, the, the worry for me, whilst I was very excited to hear Mark Hamill take Skeletor on, the worry for me going into this was always about, like A, yeah, making Skeletor the Joker, and I love Hamill's Joker, and, and he, you know there is obvious similarity there but it was about what it, that would actually do to the character not so mm. much the voice but what that might do to the character um you know between his performance and the writing and actually one of the real joys for me straight away and it, they they front load it as well you know in the first episode where he reveals himself and he's about to go off in his grand diatribe and yeah. the sorceress just blasts straight yeah. away and sends him halfway across <laughs> the, yeah. halfway across the floor and, he, and, and then again You've got the, the brilliant stuff in, in episode three mm. uh, with all the sea pens yes. while, while they're in the water, and he's just looking around the ship, saying, Hmm, maybe we should paint it this colour. Yeah. And it's, it's just still got that slightly camp energy to it. Yeah. Um, that, that always made Skeletor so, so funny. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and the- I'm hopeful that we might hear him call someone a boob before the end because it's yeah. like they've got they've got the energy right for Skeletor I
1: think, I, I think so and I think that I mean that was so my, my concern was that he would be that Hamill would just play the Joker again um, and that wasn't the case at all I thought that worked really well um, actually the whole the whole opening segment of the first episode with the bait and switch where you know it's He-Man bringing in somebody but actually it's not He-Man actually it's not somebody it's Skeletor so we get that and the automatic thought is right okay well clearly this was a setup. And he and Skeletor doesn't want to be doesn't want to be caught doesn't want to be captured so he's pretending to be somebody else so when you get the second bait and switch where actually He-Man's not He-Man yeah I was like oh fuck right okay I only I kind of I was like right okay that doesn't kind of fit right because he Adam would be there he wouldn't be missing Teela's thing and then okay he's not so that kind of I so sort of didn't quite work that I hadn't quite pegged how that was going to work I knew there was something coming there so the fact you got two of these straight away. Okay, it showed a different scale so we actually we never saw his plans now we saw him trying to execute a plan mm. and fucking it up but we never saw the bit of it where it was going right and actually there was, there was a point where it could have worked and he almost got away for it if not for those pesky hits you know we, almost, we, we never saw that we used to see the plan no, him start the plan go horribly wrong and he man throw somebody at him or punch him Yeah, and that was yeah. it
0: so the fact signature He Man move in it yeah. throws someone
1: at And it's again it's no, the way they've expanded um in in the writing and, and so the, the the through line for the show, the way they've expanded his characters go, Okay, well, Skeletor's never really been taken seriously in anything we've seen. He's never a credible threat to anybody because he's such a fucking tit. Yeah. Actually we need to see him on the verge of fucking victory. Yeah. We need to see him actually get the better of He Man, get the better of the sorceress and go, you know what? Fuck his all, I'm not the idiot you think I am. I'm better again,
0: than that. Again, it's about giving it some credible threat, about yeah. there being stakes to this. Like, yes. if they fuck this up, yeah. like, yes, he can ascend to power, and this is what the world will look like then. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, they, they just every, literally every criticism that we leveled at the show, uh, when we looked at the eighty show, and, and that was done with love, but we yeah. found fault with it. And they fixed literally every single problem that, that we found. <laughs> I, and so to look at it coldly, even if you know if you if you approach it not as a fan to look at it coldly, mm. it's a fantastic achievement and a fantastic piece of work. To look at it as a fan yeah. I'm just going, well, this is everything I loved, yeah, and more. Yeah, like, this is this
1: is what I would expect. Having watched *He-Man and the Masters of the Universe* in late eighties, as would have been for uh, would have been for us, mid mid to late eighties, having watched that and gone right, okay, that's amazing, and to now be almost forty years removed yeah. and go right, okay. They're they're re-releasing it. So what in my adult state, having now the experience of films and of television, and in, in 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 lots of people's cases, including ourselves, as writers as storytellers, right, that ain't gonna cut it anymore. If they re-release that, like you look, when you look at um, the fucking iffy peanuts looking um, Thundercats they did a couple of years ago, yeah, where they made no attempt to improve it. Actually, they lessened it by remaking it. I was ex- I was kind of thinking right okay even with Kevin Smith at the helm even with the stellar cast this ain't going to do what I needed to do this isn't going to move my experience of He-Man on anymore and part of me was thinking you know what when it comes out I'll give it a bit of time and go into it when I'm ready and I've built myself up for it I was 35, 36 hours from from release and I was almost sobbing like a little bitch with a skinny knee yeah
0: yeah you, know,
1: you this this moved it on to a place it needed to because i if they had done the show we had when i was or when we were kids i'd have been sitting here going what the fuck was that why did they bother what does that add to anything and i wouldn't have been in the same camp as the butthurt dickheads on the internet because they'd have all fucking loved it yeah because that's the he-man they remembered and they wanted from 40 years ago when they were like five fine if that's what you want then go back and watch it again it's available. Well, this is the
0: thing, isn't it? Though that is there for you. What is the point in simply remaking that? Yeah. If you're going to approach it, then you have to do something different or you have to elevate it. And they've decided that they're going to elevate it. And they have, massively. Yeah. Um. You know, I The only criticism I can level, aside from we talked about the character design of He-Man, but that's a pretty minor thing, because in general yeah. I love the character designs. Yeah. I don't like the whole motherboard thing with... I don't,
1: I don't see where that's um, going. I don't see why they need
0: that. Uh, well, I understand why it's there. I think with Skeletal gone, there was no tangible threat for those first... Sort of, well, for the episodes two and three, basically, because they hadn't quite set off on the quest yet. Mm. So they just needed... They needed some sort of threat to stand in their way. Um, fine. It may as well be Triclops. Why can't it yeah, be? Yeah, like, true. You know, may as well be him. I just the whole religious cult thing, and I get it, they had Rollins in, and you know, he, he did a very good job, but that felt more like the kind of stuff we were getting in the 80s, where it's like, here's our villain in the week. Yes. Way, here's the guy that's going to just fill in for skeletal while he's yeah. not around. But again, I understand why it's there. It's functional. I just, it left me a bit cold. It led yeah. to some fucking fantastic sequences. The fucking Exorcist head spin Yeah, that was great. Like, yeah, I, did, I didn't see that one coming. Me, as did I, the body horror. Like, yeah. I, and that
1: that that was I said that was fine as, as you say it's functional I think I mean for me I just didn't I don't see where they hope to go with that because obviously that hasn't finished yet
0: no but, but I don't I, think, I
1: don't see where they're going to be able to fit that in to part two with all the work they've got to do in part two to wrap up
0: yeah I, I and think and that's my concern I mean they've still got five episodes I, and to me you know this is obviously this is just um, just summation on our part but it, it feels like the the la the back half now. Obviously, we've still got Teela's ultimate revelation to come, which they've teased two or three times. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's going to be He Man, you know, or Adam learning what it is to be a hero and taking down Skeletor. But if he's not He Man, then he's going to need support, and it is going to be about bringing these factions together because Skeletor, as a god now ruling mm. the universe, is not good for anyone. Mm. It's it's not good for Triclops and Motherboard. They were because they were making hay while he was gone, so they're going to want him out of the way. Um. Who knows what's going on with Eva Lynn because she's been played in such a way that she could literally play any side. But I suspect she's going to turn on him by the end as well, just like she does in the movie. She's going to be mm. like, this is all about yeah, you know, I this all so about me. yeah." yeah. So I, th- I think it's all about everybody making a play for power now. I think we've got all the pieces on the board. And, it, you know, especially when we're talking about potentially building to a season three, which they've hinted at already. Yeah. It's just about looking what the continuation of this is going to be, isn't it? So I, I yeah. think they'll play in there. I hope Mm. we get more villains because that was the only thing. Is it felt like then we were constantly seeing triclops and Trapjaw. Yeah, but I mean, again, I don't,
1: I don't necessarily. If you're going to do that and say I I didn't particularly like that that storyline anyway, but I don't see an issue in doing that because you would get. If you were looking at a long form series, you look at you look at a Buffy or something, something like that. You will have a season arc. Where you'll have a repeated villain. And they won't pop up every week and they won't they won't be the thing that you're fighting every week, but they will keep on popping up until the end of that season. So that's fine and you can build that and if you are gonna have a season three and however you however long you're gonna get with it, you you you'll use that Rose Gallery that, that they've got. And they're not gonna they're not gonna be introducing new characters, they've got a fuck ton of villains they can use from the originals. And given I mean, given the the way they've spoken about it and the way they've put this together, I can't see them creating anything new in in terms of characters. I don't think they need to. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, you, you could do it that way. There's there's plenty of scope there as well. I mean, so, there's uh, still
0: there's the dangling thread of Moon still as well. He vanished well, yeah. when he when he swam off.
1: Yeah, um, I was going to say. So we you know we've got, we've got that, and um, and then oh, I mean, so you do have that you know, that wider universe. You do have Hordak. Um, if you want to play into that as oh, well. this
0: is the thing, isn't it? You know, they they have already, you know, right front and centre in episode one, they mentioned that Eternia is the centre of the universe and it's the oldest planet. So, yeah. you know, yeah, that does suggest that actually the Horde is out there and, and yeah. She-Ra out there. And yeah, they, they, they've made all of that canon. It's all there. It's there well, for the taking. And this so. is it. So, I
1: mean, I, th- I think that, I mean, one thing I will be interested to see, and I mean, because you, you, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago, about the second part of season one possibly you know, to the part two bit possibly being aware you know people trying to position themselves in a way that gets them to power or power adjacent however we're going to do it it'd be interesting comparing this to game of thrones
0: well this is the thing isn't it um you know we i see since we've done game of thrones i i see comparisons to game of thrones everywhere because yes. because everybody's trying to go for that yeah. um now actually most of the places i see them they do it better. Um, and interestingly, interesting Much one fucking of, worse. one of the ones I think I messaged you about and I know I've spoke in non-spoilery terms about on this show and so I'll do so again um, is the final wrap up of Castlevania and certainly mm. the, the penultimate episode and the last episode of Castlevania do a better job of telling Jon Snow's story than yeah. Game of Thrones ever ever did. Um, and that's that's Powerhouse Animation. So that's that's the same guys, you know, it's the same same mm. people. So who knows who knows where they're going to go with it it certainly lends itself to that and you know we've got we've got game of thrones alum on the cast
1: so you
0: know i mean who knows who knows maybe but it but it does feel like yeah certainly you've at least got gray skull and snake mountain but then you can bring the horde in you've now got motherboard you've got merman and his lot as well so you do have all of these factions yeah so yeah you could go there you know um but that would ne- again never have happened in the 80s show but they they've treated it with such respect and they mm. made everything like everything feels like it has weight now that's yeah. that's what they've accomplished there is there is real threat there are real stakes people can die several people do die and don't come back it's not to yeah. say they won't because again it's fucking fantasy um, yeah exactly pretty sure we're going to like I'm pretty sure he-man's not the only one we're going to see again even if it's just in flashback um yeah. i'm sure we'll see some more of those characters return um if in fact i'm pretty sure like and maybe this is a mistake or maybe i just missed something but i've watched it twice now i'm pretty sure they kill trap in episode 2 but then he's back in episode 3 and there's no explanation because i'm pretty sure andra like just cuts his head in half like she splits him in twain i think is at least implied you don't see it yeah I mean, it's it's, it's implied
1: yeah i mean i i, I i'm trying to think cuz i watched it again today and i can't remember um, but yeah, then he's in episode three in the in the tank, in the tank, yeah, that that, yeah. that hovering black thing with the red yeah. thing around it. Yeah. So I
0: mean, I, I've I've just gone oh, whatever. He's part robotic and stuff, so he's probably well. This is this is the thing. You know, I mean, whatever. Yeah, he,
1: was, he he was already kind of bionic, and then you introduced the whole motherboard thing where they no, they are more or less assimilating people. Yeah. So yeah, fuck it. Why not?
0: Yeah, whatever. I fucking go with it it's just it's the yeah it's a minor minor quibble just like the he-man character design for me is a minor minor fucking quibble yeah in what is yeah. otherwise a, a phenomenal show um there is there's a whole thing about Skull now being black as well which again just guys really like the performance we get is is excellent so does it matter yeah. what color his skin is really like you know what what's the issue with that
1: no, and th- this is something I don't get, and it's, it's, it's an argument I frequently have with quite a lot of people I know. Unfortunately, I do I know a lot of uh, just of previous generation wankers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, where you why you know why why do you make Doctor Who a woman? Doctor Who is an alien; it doesn't fucking matter. You know, yeah. Why, why is it? Why you no? Know, why do you make the Ghostbusters women? Why can't women tell a story? You no. Know, yep. it's, it's this whole thing of why you've got to change it. You're only doing it to appease people. Well, no, it doesn't fucking matter. That's the point. A person is a person. It doesn't matter if they're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, pink with yellow spots.
0: Who fucking cares?
1: A person is a person.
0: And especially when, as you rightly pointed out there, this is set on an alien planet.
1: Yeah, in a fictional fucking universe.
0: There are people with green skin, purple skin. There are robots. There are giant talking skunks. There are fish people. There's a guy guy with a fucking skull and no face. Yeah, (laughs) and you're concerned because one of the heroes is black. Like, yeah. really, get a grip on yourselves, people, for, for yeah. God's sake. Or,
1: yeah, or because your hero now has what is you know, traditionally apparently thought of as being a lesbian haircut. Oh, Teela's
0: that, that character design, right? I'm, yeah, <laughs> I've got a way on this. Teela's character design is fucking badass. Like, yeah. again, it, it, look, I, I, and, I sort of feel the same way I felt, to go slightly off-piece, I sort of feel about this the same way I felt when The Last of Us 2 came out, and everybody was jumping all over that because there were issues about about trans people in there and there were issues about one of the lead characters being a well-built female there were issues about the fact that spoilers i feel like i've got to be even more careful with that although i don't know why because this is well publicized were issues that one of the main characters dies very early on there were all these all of these sort of things which are <laughs> exactly the same things that are being leveled at he-man now and especially the teela thing I'm just like, the level of hate she's getting seems to be exactly the same kind of shit that was being said about Abby in The Last of Us 2, whose story, for my money, in that game, is far and away better than Ellie's. Like It's the best part of the game, and people are just criticizing it because they can't get over the fact that she did something they don't like, she ousted a character they don't like, and actually, she's a well-built female who would probably take them apart in seconds, and that frightens them.
1: Well, this is it. And I think, I mean, the, the, you get that. No, there's a very definite transition, and it, no, it's it's very markedly done in that first episode where Teela is dressed up the way Teela is normally dressed with the fucking, you know, yeah. it's all the gown and the armour, and but, but with the fucking tiara. Yeah. And at the end, she's like, fuck this, throws it off, I'm done with all of you, and she walks out. Yeah. And the next time we see her, the next time we see her face, because when we see her fighting Stink or she's all masked up or whatever else, but the next time we see her, yeah, she's got this fucking undercut on one side and all the rest of it, but she looks fucking mean.
0: Yeah, she looks badass. Which is what she needs to be. Yeah, she's our fucking you know, lead for this. She, she's an, out, like, an outlaw merc. Yeah.
1: She no, She You can't have her looking like a princess.
0: No, absolutely not. She's fucking and badass. No, yeah.
1: And, that, and that's what fits that character. The, the whole thing of you know, being in the gowns and or being around the royalty and all that—that's the bit that doesn't fit. That's the bit that doesn't ring true.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and again, like another another thing, I feel I need I feel I need to defend this one as well. And have to people, I did weigh in on a few message boards on this one. I, I know I shouldn't have, but I couldn't leave it there. there's what for you. This criticism being levelled that they've turned Teela into a whiny derogatory term. Um, like no not at all she's the complete opposite of that she was unhappy with her situation she was unhappy with the fact that everybody lied to her quite rightly so so what did she do she didn't whine about it she removed herself from the situation and did something about it when she was then called back into it she wasn't whining her response was nah you know what fuck you guys really because i'm okay over here now like you don't you don't get to just call me up and say come and sort our mess out we we lied to you in the past but we're not going to lie to you now just come and sort our mess out no she absolutely doesn't and we get to go on that journey with with her they're very careful Hmm. about that you know it's why she's the first person we see in episode two even though her face is masked it's why like look we're going to center this now this is going to be she's going to be our lead but we're going to have to knock her down and then set her on this journey then we're going to have to understand why she's going on it and then again we take that journey with her through to the end of episode 4 where she faces the fact that they've all lied to her and that's her fear and then I mean they, if they cast Sarah Michelle Gellar for no other reason than just to give her that speech in the end of episode 4 especially as a Buffy fan that is yeah. the point where like every hair on my body is stood to attention like I've got goosebumps on my goosebumps when she's delivering that speech about how hard it is to be a hero and the sacrifices she has to make and how everybody's lied to her but she'll just rise above it because she has to do this thing yeah, and you turn around and you just go, yeah, but she's a whiny bitch. No, <laughs> what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Why do you not understand the very basic principles of storytelling? Why, like this is ingrained in our culture now? Surely, like, but it's not just and our culture. I mean, this... spot the dog book if that's the level of storytelling you want. But as I
1: was say, I mean, it's not. It's not even. It's no, It's it's part of our culture. This is no, We've had this since the fucking Greeks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, go and read a fucking children's book if you just want simple a to b storytelling like Mm. characters matter going on the journey with the matters and understanding them and connecting with them emotionally matters and that is exactly what they've nailed in this first part and they simply could not have done it if he man was running around punching everyone and throwing everyone because he's too powerful there is no threat as long as he man is around because he will always win he is literally the most powerful being in the universe. Yeah. So you have I mean, to remove him or otherwise depower him.
1: Yeah, and I mean, well, we talked about it kind of last week or the week before, but we talked about the um, the Superman conundrum.
0: Yes, it's exactly. It's exact. just, uh,
1: And if if you look at um, the Justice League movie, whether it's Snyder's or or um, the other one, you know, whatever you take is that the f- up until the point where he comes back, where they bring him back, that's exactly what. No, this is what you have here. You have a world that is falling apart. Mm. Because what's, le- what's been left behind, as good and as noble and as honourable and heroic and all the rest of it, as the people you've left behind are, they're not He-Man. They're not Superman. So they can only do so much. But you need to go on that journey of breaking them down and taking them to absolute fucking rock bottom yeah. before you can bring them back up. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point? Why do you tell the story otherwise?
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we haven't even talked about the sh- like we touched on on him as a character briefly, but we haven't even talked about the sheer badassery of Man at Arms yet either, who yeah. is literally the most boring character that I hated as a kid. Like he was the one who yeah. was just like, oh, he's old and boring, and he's got a moustache, and he looks like everyone's fucking granddad. Like yeah, it's rubbish. And I mean
1: to be fair, we like, we looked at the the movie last week and. You only had your three characters there. You only had He-Man, Tealer and Man-at-Arms there. So he was a bit more interesting there. But, you know, you get the feeling, that actually, what they've done here, and, and again, it's, in, it's in, certainly in the writing, but the way Liam Cunningham delivers it as well, is that you think, right, okay, well, you've got somebody who's taken a, ca- a very vanilla character who didn't do a great deal mm. in those hundred-and-odd fucking stories we had in the 80s, and they have gone right, why is he the way he is? Oh, and by the way, we need to break him.
0: Yeah. I, I, so
1: again absolutely they 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 show us him as what he's always been alluded to be they show him this great fucking warrior this great fighter this defender of the realm and the sorceress and all the rest of it and they take all that away from him yeah and then again just like just like teela just like everybody else he has to rebuild yeah, yeah. and again it's no, it's like they know what they're doing it's like they're telling a story that starts in point a and ends at point and, b and
0: it's even the, the introduction of that is beautiful you know before before we get to meet him uh, properly yeah. well we meet him once but then before we get to really see him do his stuff you get the speech from evil lynn where she goes oh he man was never a threat it was man-at-arms yeah. i was constantly telling people he's yeah, the it, most dangerous was, man in Eternia." like
1: yeah and then you and then you get that you know, that thing in the doorway and he just turns and looks over his shoulder he doesn't say a word doesn't have to say a word
0: no. because he looks fucking hard he looks hard they, and the and the fight sequences he gets both of them are absolutely yeah. like the best fight sequences in the show i think like the one where he's balancing the cup of water is just absolutely like that's superb and then when he shows up out of nowhere on the sea as well and just mops the floor with everyone like they've basically made him batman like they've given they've given him all the totties and they've made him like the most experienced as as evelyn says like the most experienced fighter in eternia like he is the guy that is systematically going to break every single bone in your body and know exactly how he's doing it and he you knows exactly yeah. where every enemy is at every given point. Like, he's fucking amazing. He's so much fun to yeah. watch. And he was literally the, the character in the old show where I was just like, ah, oh, he's the old fucking granddad. Fuck him. Yeah. Like, who cares? And the the little touches, um, Queen Marlena in episode one. Yeah. Like, that could so easily have been hackneyed and ridiculous. But they give yeah. it just the right amount. Like, again, we get as as Adam's going, you know, you get the be careful. And it's just yeah. enough. It's just enough for you to go, oh okay she knows what's going on. So that when it pays off then and we find out that he's gone like her reaction yeah. is heartbreaking.
1: Yeah. And, and that's the thing I mean because you get, the, again you get the bit right at the start where the front loading and saying only four people know his secret. It's the source versus man arms. It's uh, Borgo and uh, Cringer. That's it. Nobody else knows. And then you get this, this of uh, it, it's a tiny line where it's like, oh tread safe my son or wherever yeah. it is. To nobody, not to him, but just over, no, just like when she's looking back and he's you no, know, he's getting ready to uh, to he man up. She's like, just be, careful. just be careful. Make sure you come yeah, back. Yeah. And it's that thing of that. Like, I may not know exactly what you're up to, but I'm still your mother. That's, I know you're up to fucking that's something. That's
0: exactly what it is. And again, credit to, credit to the writers and credit to Alicia Silverstone for the delivery there as well because it, it, yes. it is literally that's just a mother. You can't hide yeah. anything from them. You might yeah. think doesn't she doesn't she doesn't, but she she doesn't, doesn't need
1: to know what it is. She just knows there's something, Yeah.
0: and that's enough. Yeah. Oh, I mean, she absolutely knows. She, like mm. you know, we get it explicitly then when Man at Arms has yeah, to come later back on, yeah. and say, "Well, he succumbed yeah. to battle," and she just breaks down and has to explain yeah. it uh, to King Randall, and it's it's just again, you wouldn't have got that in the 80s show, and and in the hands of lesser writers and this was kevin smith that wrote this but remember who is Hmm. one of the most verbose writers i think you'll ever encounter like he loves a word count but it it just it's all it needs is just that one line from her, because we well okay I, i shouldn't surmise we don't all have mothers or have all even had mothers some of us may have never known our mothers but we all know what a mother's love is that is something that is ingrained in culture again yeah. and it's something that is just biological like we understand that on an emotional human level all we need is yeah. that line and then when she does break yeah. down you don't need any explanation of how she found out or who told her she's just no. she's his mother she's, she's lost her son she's his like of course she knows that he's heathen yeah. how could she not you know Um. so again wonderful wonderful moment Um. and it's just chock full of things like that on top of the story that they're telling which itself is great it, yeah this really shines in those little moments. Those, yeah, like I said, like Uko's speech to Andra on, on, on the boat, just the little moments that aren't really further in the story, but just when he's ruminating about what being an adventurer is and now he's old and he's mm-hmm. forgotten, so make sure you keep a journal. It's, yeah. it's, it's gorgeous, and again, it's stuff that everybody just understands. Like, yeah, age takes strips those things away from you. Age can strip away the best times of your life and I'm not even talking about dementia, like I can barely remember what happened last week because... We, we watch Masters of the Universe. Li- yeah, Life just passes you by. And again, yeah. like, you know, a lesser writer would have said that very explicitly, but they don't yeah. need to because it's all there in the subtext. We all understand these emotions, and it, and it very much feels like it's been written from a point of view of... I don't know the average age of the writing team. I, I think it's fairly evenly split. I think they've got some young guys on there, and I think obviously we've got kevin smith and madman who are entering middle age and actually the latter stages of life i guess if you want to that's a depressing thought but you know they are and and so it's got that it feels like it's got that kind of rumination on what okay what does it mean to be where we are now and to have saved the world all of these times yeah. what do we do now like we're getting too old for this shit without lethal yeah. weaponing in it and saying we're getting too old for this shit it's like where do we go now? Yeah, Adam's still young enough, and yeah, Teela's still young enough, but Man at Arms isn't getting any younger. Orko isn't getting mm. any younger. You know, the King and Queen, yeah. we don't even know where they are. We haven't seen them yet. You know, like, so there's all of this stuff. and it, That is the stuff which, you know, ordinarily we wouldn't explore, but they yeah. do. And it adds so much texture to the world and the characters, and it, it yeah. gives the show something to hang itself on. You know, this, yeah. this seems to be a theme with tv this last year and it's unsurprising considering we've just come out of you know the the only pandemic that we've experienced in our lifetime certainly at a global level but you know exploring loss and exploring grief seems to be a thing for tv this year yes. And yeah i would never have thought at the start of the year if you told me i'd be using that phrase in a discussion about masters of the universe i would just never thought that was possible but yeah. that is all here. What is it like to lose someone? What is it like to have to lay your own life down? And what does the world look like when that person's gone? When that person who, in yeah. a lot of cases, was your world, you know, for mine yeah. or for Teela even, you know, her and Adam yeah. were best as, friends. As I was going
1: from say, from, from Teela's perspective as well, the fact that there were so many things you didn't know that you never got to say. Yeah. Because, no, and no, there's, I mean, they, they play a lot on it. No, it was it because he didn't trust her. He trusted everybody else. But he didn't trust her. Mm. Or whether he didn't feel that she needed to know or she didn't deserve to know. Or what what was it that kept it you know that made him keep it from her? All these things that he can now never answer because he's dead. Yeah. And this 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 whole thing of of exploring not just not I said the, the loss of the world, but the loss to me is that what is what was it about me specifically when he seemed to fucking tell everybody else.
0: Everyone else knew. Yeah. And and again, there's that beautiful uh, moment with cringer there as well, where again you could yeah. quite easily I've written very explicit hammer-you-over-the-head dialogue around this, but you just get that one exchange yeah. with Cringer where he said, no, Teeter, it wasn't that he didn't trust you. It was that he did because he yeah. knew that you were here, so he could do yeah. this, you know? And then she just sort of ruffles him about a bit and says, good kitty, you know? And again, it's it's just the right level. like Yeah, and I, th- I think, I mean, the, t- the
1: temptation probably would have been certainly... Um, maybe three, four years ago, and we, we have seen it with other products, but the temptation would be to say, right, okay, well, instead of making a season out of this, we'll make a movie. Yeah. We'll do a 80, 85, 90-minute animated movie where we will tell the quest part of the story. We will tell the A-plot yeah. where He-Man dies, magic is dying, Teela has to save the world, and in doing so, we'll go back, and we'll resurrect He-Man and all of so a we'll go through that. And you, would, you could tell that story quite it'd be kind of bland but you could tell that story in an, an an action show kind of way in an hour and a half possibly a bit less and I've done with it and you wouldn't have had any of this nonsense on the internet about oh they've done this and they've done that and it's all too pc and too woke and it's all fucking bollocks cuz Tila's a lesbian now you wouldn't have any any of that because it would be right okay it's one story in an entire universe and then it's kind of and then we can move on from it and if we get another one great and if we don't then at least we've got a story where He-Man's not in it for the first act then they bring him back and he kicks the little fuck out of Skeletor again. Job done.
0: And that that is the key isn't it? Again I know we've we've talked about this and I've mentioned it to people who I've talked to the show about as well is that all of this criticism that's been levelled at you can't help but feel and and again it's not like I want to be like oh, Kevin Smith's the best or or jump to the defence of the writing team but and it's not like I even feel like any blame needs to be apportioned here because I think what we've got mm. works works fantastically well. But the truth of it is, yeah. you're judging this on what is essentially half of a season. Were this whole thing yes. to have dropped at once, I think so many of these issues would just be non issues. And, and when when you know season two does drop, I'm gonna watch that on his own first, and then I cannot wait to watch the whole thing as as yeah. one season of television, which is unquestionably what yeah. it's designed to be. It's just been split in half. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, as I
1: said, we we you don't want to you don't you don't want to look to be sort of defending anything that doesn't need defending. The blame for a lot of this needs to lie with Netflix because there's no fucking need to do this. There was no need to put it out in two pieces. Nope.
0: The only the only thing it does um, purely from a business standpoint, if I put that hat on for for a moment. Yeah, because yeah, it, it'll,
1: it'll keep people interested. It'll, if people leave, they'll come exactly back. Exactly
0: that. You drop it all now. You can watch it all on a one month free trial, and off you go. Now, if you've had yeah. your one month free trial this time, you've got to pay, got to pay, pay for it next time. Next
1: and I remember, I think it was about six months ago, where um, they were talking about it on the news that Netflix were having a crisis meeting because the first time in about four years they didn't add a million, or at least a million subscribers in a single day. They added like 989,000 uh, viewers in a, or subscribers in a day. But because they dipped below that million mark, that was like a crisis meeting. Jesus. So, absolutely, from, from a business point of view, yeah, I get it. You know? Split it because then people will come back. People will either stay or they will come back. And in that month, they might say, well, I don't want to do Prime and Netflix or Apple TV or anything else, so I'm going to do Netflix because He-Man's yeah. coming. So that, I get I get that. I do get that. But from a, from certainly the, the criticism that Kevin Smith is getting, that the the show is getting and that Netflix is getting, that's where it deserves to be is Netflix because it, had, they done, had they released it in one yeah. go, as they've done with so many other things in the past, I'm like... It fuck. I can again. I can see why, but it does fuck me off when you get these subscription services, which the whole point of them is that you could binge, and now they're all going and I think, oh, you get a new episode every Friday. I don't want. If I wanted that, I'd watch TV. Give me the fucking lot of it now, because I want to watch it and I want to watch it now. I want to stay up till four o'clock in the morning fucking watching it, and then go to work at five because that's what I want yeah. to do. Not oh yeah, I'll watch it now, and I've got to wait till next week, and then I'll wait till next Wednesday. But actually oh no I've got a meeting Wednesday morning so I'll have to watch it Wednesday night give it to me fucking now and I'll watch it now Um, and if you keep doing that I will keep on fucking paying
0: I'm actually finding the switch back to weekly releases like Disney Plus I'm finding that quite refreshing Um, it's made TV an event again like I I can only watch TV properly on a weekend that's the only time I get to do it Mm -hmm. so when I'm binging stuff like I will be on Netflix like a Saturday night would be like right I'm going to do half a season of like we're currently watching sweet tooth so i'll do half a season of sweet tooth right whereas like to find half an hour or 45 minutes on wednesday night to squeeze loki in or to squeeze you know now monsters at work in or whatever we're watching like that's that's just the right length and just the right Hmm. weekly as well to be able to go yeah it's half nine but i've done everything like yeah i got time we can squeeze that in and so wednesday night becomes an event again because wednesday night it's like oh loki's on tonight great you know and i there's something nostalgic about that at the moment so i'm kind of okay with that i think i think it suits certain shows better than others there are definitely shows that are designed to be binge watched and there are shows one division for instance i think would be a much much weaker show had they just dropped everything all at once and i feel like people who are watching it in that way now that have maybe been recommended it and they're just going to binge it i feel they're going to lose something
1: possibly i mean i think a lot of it depends on the person as well i mean that's i i have a lot more hours in my day than most people mm-hmm. yeah because, you know, because you I, my, my, my day is generally 20 to 22 hours long yeah um so sometimes i think right the kids are in bed that's some sort of fucking miracle they're not coming back down the kids are in bed the wife's in bed right i've got you know, five six hours before i actually need to go to bed yeah and if if i fall asleep in the meantime fine but I don't. If I go to bed at four o'clock, I'm still up with the alarm at six. Yeah, it's not an issue. So I think right, okay, that's time I've got. So that's when I get my gaming done. That's when I get to watch stuff, or if I'm writing, that's when I get writing done because there's nobody disturbing me. So I think that's part of my problem is that actually if I've got if I've if I'm starting to get into something, I think right, okay, I'm getting into it. Like One Division problem out I enjoyed One as a, as a weekly sitcom because I grew up on weekly American sitcoms.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's something so it it kind of fits. Fit there. Yeah,
1: but at the same time, watch I have watched it since they've all been there. and I have watched them in one go, and it didn't detract from me at all watching it in one go. But I can see how so I can see how we would how we could see it that way. But for me, it doesn't work. I'd rather just say fuck it. I've got a lot of it, and I mean the whole. Th- I mean when people start talking about box sets and binges, and it was probably the so sort of the delayed to when that became a thing. I've been fucking doing that with videos since I was ten.
0: Yeah. So, you know, so was I. No,
1: it's, yeah. it's that's no it's that sort of thing. So I, I don't so the whole the whole binge model is not is not a new thing to me. So when all of a sudden, when Netflix dropped and when when Prime and all these things came along, I like, oh finally, somebody fucking caught up. The only thing that ever really slowed me down was running out of things to watch. Yeah. whereas now I don't have that problem.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I think it is horses, of course, is a thing. But because I mean I, I don't have terrestrial TV. I pay my fucking TV license because I'm an idiot. But I don't have I don't have terrestrial TV. Okay, I don't have an aerial plugged in. I cut the cord years ago when I moved into this house because I made the decision that to get an aerial to my TV with the way this house is configured would be incredibly difficult, incredibly messy. And for what I actually watch on terrestrial TV, can't be fucked. So it's not very often that I watch a weekly show. So now, like, yeah, the novelty, as I say, of watching whatever Mm -hmm. it is weekly it's just exciting it's it's tv night on wednesday but it's not it's specific tv night like this is on you know like it's it's loki or it's monsters at work or it's whatever i'm currently watching whereas you know i feel like with the binging stuff it's the other way for me because i'm watching that you know normally over a weekend that's the equivalent of going to the movies for me you know i'm like i'm either going to the cinema or i'm going to binge something on tv that's just a decision to make and it's one or the other Whereas those weekly shows, I'm fitting them in and you keep current as well. You don't fall behind. You know, I'm always half a dozen. Like I said, I'm now getting around to Sweet Tooth. I think it's been out for like six <clears> weeks <throat> because there's other stuff that I'm binging that I have to finish first because I'm that person <laughs> that can't watch two things at once because <laughs> I have to finish. It's just the little annoying bit of ADD in me that's like I've got to finish that one first before I can do that one. Like, no... Yeah. And I'm not actually diagnosed with that, by the way, listeners, Though, so no disrespect if you are, but it, it, I just have that about me. If, like I've started, so I have to fucking finish. I can't move mm. on to the next thing because my brain's not going to cope with that.
1: Um, and, and I get that. I think, I've, I think I've said before, I get criticized quite a lot for it at home. If I've, if I've only got one screen on, then there's something wrong. Mm. I mean, as it stands now, I've got you in a the window there. I've got the recording in the window there. I've got two internet windows open. And I've got a new going across the bottom of the screen as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, just
1: because that's that's just just the way, way my brain needs to work. I can't uh, whether that's some sort of fucking ism, I don't know. But yeah, I just know I need lots of things to concentrate on because it then I can I can switch from one to the other, whereas if it's just I've got one thing to focus on, it doesn't really work.
0: Yeah, I mean no, I I'm constantly focusing on more than one thing. I'm like I'm constantly fidgeting in when we're recording. It's just yeah, with, with stories, I just have to I have to dial in. I, I have to if I'm watching Sweet Tooth, then I'm watching Sweet Tooth. I don't want to watch half of that and then dip over to something else and dip over to something else. But again, when it's the weekly model, it feels different. The one that I'm binging and the one that I'm watching weekly feels different. This is way fucking off topic. <laughs> like way 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 off topic but what are your thoughts yeah but we're not bitching what are your thoughts on this we're not bitching about internet nerds at the moment it's fine what do you think about this listeners is weekly tv like is this return to weekly tv something we need to be going back to and would it have helped masters the universe because i i think definitely yeah i think you're right drop the whole thing in one go you would have eliminated all of this bitching and moaning um but that for whatever reason that's not the decision netflix have made and now we're going to be waiting best part of a year before we see the conclusion of the story yeah, I mean the then, the, other,
1: the other side of that would be to take the Disney model and say, right, we're we're going to drop it weekly. Yeah. But we're going to we'll drop it all in one go, but we'll do it weekly. So over the next ten weeks, yeah, we'll tell the story. So at least then you know what, no, you know that actually you get to the end of episode five, and you know that's not the thing, and you know that actually next week you're going to get a payoff from that, and the week after you get a payoff from that. So maybe that would have worked. I don't know. And I mean, there are people whose job it is to know this shit and to work this stuff out. Yeah so i mean they they will have a better take on it than us but i don't know i think the way they did it in saying right okay here's five episodes which you can now watch in the next two hours and change or you can watch them over a day or a couple of days or whatever you want to do and then you're not going to see the end of the fucking show yeah until at least christmas if not longer
0: yeah that's that's where the problem has come i think and you know they did the same thing with castlevania but you know, as much as as much as Castlevania was something that you know few of us really really liked as, as a game in the 80s and stuff, it doesn't have the same level of hardcore. No, fans it's never it's that, it's never going to have the same
1: the same mass appeal and draw in the same numbers. It hasn't got like, the there. Will there will be people who have not had Netflix before who will have got Netflix for this? Yeah, it. Ha- who wouldn't have done so for Castlevania?
0: It hasn't got the gatekeepers that Castlevania had um has uh, but yeah look all in all whether rightly or wrongly if you disagree with us you disagree with us but what we're trying to say here the whole purpose behind us having this discussion tonight was if you want to disagree with us and you want to hate on the show then that's fine but please be intelligent about it don't because yeah. there's so much that we as we have there's so much to love and there's so many reasons to love that we're not just <laughs> saying wasn't that cool because we've told you why because yeah the systems are in place it works it is a well-oiled tightly constructed machine and I fucking love it
1: and I think that part of the problem is and I said this is this isn't a, a he-man or master's specific problem this is a general problem with the internet is that we're at a stage now where opinions like clitoris right. every candidate's got one we know that but because you can hide behind it you don't have to use your real name and you don't have to actually engage with people you don't have to have a reasoned or intelligent argument you say oh well, shit yeah. why is it shit it just is well, What, what makes a shit? Fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about, it's shit. But why? No, fuck off. Leave me alone, fuck off. You're harassing me now, fuck off. Yeah. I'm trying to have a conversation. You can't have a conversation anymore. And that is one of the biggest problems with the internet, is that the internet's a wonderful wonderful thing. There's so many good things about it, so many positive things about it, but also it, it has emboldened and enabled ass-clowns to basically think that they are untouchable and that, that it gives them some, God, some, some divine right to just shit on everything because they did because it's not to their taste or because it's not what they wanted. Yeah. Now the fact that at any point in the last forty years they could have gone out and written the fucking he man they wanted to write. Yep. It made Kevin Smith was in a position he was in and was able to get it to, no to get it to a position where it got made. Other people may not have that luxury, but at least you can say, look, I went out and I I tried to tell a fucking story. I wrote the story. I went as far as pitching in on it. It didn't take. At least, I knew, at least I had the courage to stand behind it. Not just say, well, Kevin Smith's a fucking idiot. What does he know? Why is he doing fucking He-Man? Stick the dick and fart jokes in a fucking, in a fucking store. And he can do that. He's doing that now. He's, he's literally doing that right now. But he also went and said, look, I've got this story. And I'm going to you, Mattel, with your fucking multi-billion dollar franchise. And you, Netflix, with your fucking billions of dollars of production money. And saying, look, this is a story I think will sell. I, this is a story I want to tell. This is a story I think works with these characters and will take us to a place where actually we can reinvent, reboot, reinvisit, remaster, no, restart the franchise. Yeah. And Mattel will have gone fuck me. Okay. Because yeah. there's money in that, and Netflix has gone. Fucking hell, Kevin Smith brings money. Yeah. Let's do that. And no, yes, okay. There's a, there's a, there's a position of privilege there to start with, but actually the work has been well, done. It
0: was, it was Mattel that approached Smith, not the other way around.
1: Oh, okay, but but I mean, but the, the, either way, the work has been done. Yeah. So no, but so the lot of people say, "Oh, well, shit, I don't like it." Well, where's your fucking version?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: And and no, I mean, the, it, I can I can almost guarantee right if this wasn't a He-Man property, right? If this wasn't a Master of the Union's property, if this was a random series of characters where you had even if it wasn't set in, no, it wasn't in sort of the you know, barbarian D and D type world, and it was in a fucking military setting where you have your fucking Jack Reacher character. You come in, you kill him off early on, and then the people he's left behind have to go on a quest to to finish where he started. Nothing to do with He-Man, nothing to do with Masters of the Universe. There would have been none of this reaction to it.
0: No, but the story you could would be the same.
1: The story would be identical. And we, well, we were talking about this yesterday. Um, yeah. Oh, it might have been the day before. That sometimes you get to a point where if you strip that back and take off... No, you could have made He-Man Harry. You could have made, no, you could have made Teela Teresa. And nothing about it is the same. I mean, no, no, nothing about it is related. No, but no, it's no, it's the same story.
0: Yeah, this is the thing. You know, we're saying that it's it's very tight as well and machine stuff like that. You know, it is. This is not a new story. There's there's reasons no. why it works and there's reasons why we're able to say we know it works is because we've seen this story a million fucking times. The hero falling yeah. from grace and having to discover who he is and find the hero within. The quest for the hero that Teela's on as well. This is this is age old stuff we see it again yeah. and again and again and again so we know the beats and they hit yeah. all the beats yeah you know and they but they don't just it, it's about how you do that it's about how you tell that story and they tell this one very very well it's how you dress yeah. it up it's the clothes you put on the mannequin and they yeah. they absolutely dress it to the nines yeah, for, for me,
1: it's phenomenally. It's a it's a beautiful product.
0: It, it's amazing. It really, I really do mean it when I say it is quite possibly the best show I've seen all year. And mm. we've we've already mentioned we had one division this year, for instance, which I hold in very very high regard as well. But yeah. hell, we've had a new season of The Expanse this year. I'm watching Sweet Tooth at the moment. They're all amazing shows. But this hit me in the fields because of what it is, and mm. then it completely blindsided me with how well put together it is. Um, yeah. I. So, yeah, they, they, I hold this in very high regard. And and just, to, you know, but we're, we're sort of coming to wrapping up, I feel you, but just, before, just to kind of bookend this episode, before anybody points out the obvious to us and comes for us, yes, we have done a show over three years called Game of Moans, where we systematically destroyed Game of Thrones. But again, we did so with reasoned argument, and every time we said this is wrong, we presented an alternative we presented our version just as yeah. mark said all right so it's not just us going oh well, we don't like that that's not what oh, we this like is that about. so it's fine yeah yeah b and that's all i'm saying is if you're going to criticize something then at least be intelligent about it and at least bring yeah. some reasons because a lot yeah. of people work very fucking hard to bring you this product, regardless of whether you're yeah. the millionaires or not, because that's something that will get leveled at you, at these people as well. A lot of people poured their heart and soul into this. Yeah, right? And it
1: doesn't matter if they're rich or no. not, they still fucking worked on it. Yeah, the, doesn't work, matter. the work is on the screen. It doesn't
0: matter how much they got paid or what they did mm. or whether they had the luxury and you wouldn't have because you didn't get to sit in front of Netflix. Boo hoo. All right? They worked fucking hard to be where they are in the first place. And so when a lot of people work very hard on some of this, if you're going to attack it, just like we do with Game of Thrones, if you're going to attack it, then you'd better bring your A-game because otherwise you yeah. sound, I'm sorry to break this to you, but you sound like an arsehole. So just, you know, be more intelligent in the future, please. Yeah. And just enjoy things for Christ's sake. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. You're alive. You're watching new He-Man. Yeah. Why does it matter? If there's black characters and gay characters and female if characters, there are
1: two, if there are two things that you told me two years ago, I wouldn't expect to be enduring is a pandemic and New he Yeah, exactly. They'd be, I'd be like, what the fuck? Why? What are you talking about? Yeah.
0: So fucking enjoy it for what it is, and if you can't watch something else, yeah,
1: yeah. I Gosh. mean, the fucking, I mean, the the hours that must have gone into people bitching about this online.
0: Yeah,
1: and don't get me wrong, we're now pushing two hours ourselves.
0: Yeah, but we. But we're we're kind no. of saying how much we like. it. So, you the know, same with Game of Thrones. We we spent how many hours complaining about Game of Thrones? Two hundred. But we found enjoyment in that as well. We found the joy yeah. in that show as well as as the stuff that annoyed us. Whereas, but these not only that, I mean, these are just whinging about.
1: It's it's just complaining for the sake of complaining. I think, and you no, know, the amount of time that's been wasted saying, look, yeah, I, I'm going online. I'm going to bash out this fucking diatribe about how Tila's a lesbian. A, who cares? and B, do something else use your time more productively uh, nobody gives a fuck anyway, it doesn't matter the only person who's going to get warmed up by what you said is you
0: hey, you know what you could do with the fucking two hours it takes you to carefully construct your very poorly worded response to Teela being a lesbian, you know what you could do with that time you could start writing your own fucking thing, yeah, and maybe yeah. make something yourself, or boil your fucking head you know, either way, one of the two, yeah but, but yeah, you
1: know, something. yeah, that, that's absolutely, yeah, make yeah, do something, something productive. Good. Yeah, if you don't like it, look to change it. Yeah. Don't just piss and moan about it.
0: Yeah, And then, you know, once you've made something and you understand the process, then you can constructively attack it rather than just going, but she's a girl with an undercut. That was really, yeah, that was really offensive. I shouldn't have done that voice. I don't mean to make anybody so, like <laughs> You can tell how annoyed I am. All right, it's getting late. I'm annoyed. We should probably stop before I really say something stupid. That's but, right. We've got to edit anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll leave it in. We don't fucking edit. So. Uh,
1: yeah. As I said, I thought, no, that's bollocks. Everyone knows that's bollocks. We don't edit shit. Yeah,
0: no. So yeah, if you're one of those people and if we've annoyed you, then look, if all you're gonna do is write in and call us idiots, don't fucking bother. Yeah, don't waste we your don't time waste your time because we don't we know we're anyway anywhere. right we do like we love talking to you guys we love it when and we've had some very negative feedback to some of our shows in the past. <laughs> we love it if you can be constructive and we'll engage with you as we have done and when you're not constructive and when we do feel you being silly we read you out on the show and ridicule you as we have done. So you know if you want to come, if you want to come at us come at us if you agree with us, and you just want to say some nice things about the show. Not us, Masters of you. If you want to say nice things about us, you can as well. If you want to say nice things about Revenue, Yeah, that's less likely, so, to be honest. We'd love to hear it. But let's all just stop calling each other names for fuck's sake. Please. <sighs> yeah. Me included. I promise I won't do it anymore. I've said my piece. This was very therapeutic. <laughs> that was kind of the point of tonight. Yeah.
1: I mean, we had a, I mean, a whole different show planned for tonight. Um, yeah. It was uh, wacky and outrageous and not at all related to this. Um but yeah, I mean, we we kind of did He Man Month in anticipation of the show coming out. We were excited. We watched it. We were still excited. We were really fucking happy. I mean, we were talking. Uh, I think I think we were actually talking while I was watching it on the on the Saturday night. Um, and so, you know, we we were really, you know, we were thinking, about, okay, well, we've done Skeletor in um, in Who Wins. We've done Master He Man Masters. We've done uh, Masters of the Universe, the film. We're done. We can move on from this now because we're into a space where we now have this new. Masters of the Universe product and people will take it as they take it and we fucking loved it and actually all I've seen at a surface level is people pissing and moaning about it because they haven't understood it or they haven't liked it and it's taken a long time to actually dig out the, the, the positives that people have seen in it as well so I mean that for me was certainly the point of this is actually you know, we've we've done, we've done shows um, we've, we've looked back at shows on SMPD which have been less than Stellar We've looked at some that have really surprised us. And we've really enjoyed, and this is probably the first one. Okay, apart from the fact it's like three weeks old, not thirty years, that's kind of a first. But also, we've gone. You know what? This is one that we we already know what we think of this yeah. because we're not rewatching it. We're not picking it up from the first time. We don't have any baggage with it. All we have is a show that is for us. It hits all the right hits all the right notes. It hits the right beats, and it's telling a story. Okay, it's not finished, and that's annoying. But it's telling a story and it's got us so far in a way that is absolutely perfect. And I mean, no, I mean, I don't know if you can tell from behind me, I've got lots of, you know, as as a screenwriter, as a novelist, as a storyteller, I've got lots of theory books. And they all tell you different ways to get to point A to B and do this, that, and the other. And you can look at three or four of those books which have different titles written by different authors and they have slightly different methods, but they all prescribe more or less the exact same beats. This is how you tell a story. You need to go from here to here to here to here, drop everyone down here, more or less kill them off, and then build them back up. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we've done here. We've dropped them off a cliff and we've let them climb back up. It's basics. It's, it, it's, it's your hero's journey. It's storytelling 101.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So what the fuck is the problem, people? It, what the fuck it, is the matter it's, with you?
0: It's, it's the literal hero's journey. Like, like they, They've knocked him <laughs> straight down in act One. he's made the hero's sacrifice straight away in the first episode. But now, it's about Adam then discovering that hero. It's blatantly going to be that. And yeah. anyone that can't see that has never fucking watched a film or read a comic book or read a fucking book even, as far well as I can tell, in yeah. the last hundred fucking years. Because we've seen this, I don't know how yeah. many times. As you just said, said, this ain't No, it. It's about it's about how the story is told. And for me, they're telling it very fucking well. Yes. Simple
1: as. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think there's much more we can say about that. I think we've been quite uh, we've been quite upfront about that since uh, since the start. Um, as as Chris said, if you disagree with us, if you want to call us idiots, you can if you want, but we won't listen. We've always been idiots. It's just no part of, part of our charm. Um, if you want to have a, a, a reasoned discussion with us, by all means, get in touch um, on Twitter at Pod, on Facebook and YouTube at the Dublin Podcast Network. You can go to our website ddpodcast.net. And you can uh, get in touch with us through there. Um, wherever you get your podcasts from be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Music like, share, subscribe, do a message back to as best we can. Until next time
0: Don't be an awesome